All right, ladies, you can have a seat. Praise the Lord, right? Praise forever. May his praise forever, ever be on our lips. It's a privilege. It is a privilege to praise the Lord. There's a fullness that comes into our own lives. Even that is a benefit to get to praise the Lord. So let's just take a deep breath. Breathing is good. Deep breathing is even better, right? Just take a deep breath. Jesus. You know, this um, is our last gathering. If you didn't know yet, we're leaving today. (laughs) And I want to echo some of the thoughts that Nicole mentioned a moment ago, that it is such a joy and an honor and a privilege to teach you all weekend and to get to serve you. And I'm speaking for our whole team in that. I know these ladies. I know them well. We've seen each other at our worst and at our best and all the in-betweens and they truly have a heart to serve. And I really want to thank Amber, um, just the, what she's poured into. What she's poured into that. Um, on our, we have a YouTube channel, I'll mention that in a moment more, but if you have never seen it, the very first year, in it, second year we did Paul Marshall. <laughs> oh, yes. Amber, it's one of the very first videos on our YouTube channel by Amber and some of her sisters. Um, you know that, um, that um, song, It's All About That Bass? Well, they turned it into It's All About That Book. Oh, we did. And it was awesome. <laughs> and that's how her leading worship career at the Ball Bible Gateway got started. You have to watch it. It was in the other house, but if you want to see something good. Yeah, Gospel Robes. It was all, it was so great. memorable. It was so memorable. So memorable. So thanks for beginning and all of this, and I hope it's not the end. I want you to continue to lead worship. She just brings such a heart and the the time and the energy that goes into it ahead of time so much. And our Julie Kilks and Kim the Cook, right? Like I said, it would stress me beyond to just even think about any of it like that. And Julie, um, as a leader, handles that with such an ease, such a smoothness, such a calmness. And that's not all she does for the fall Bible getaway. All of those shirts that you're wearing, she cut that vinyl. She had a whole team at her house of our staff pressing those shirts. I mean, just poured out in service. And um, Julie Haynes and Kim just pouring their lives out all weekend. And not just this weekend, right? all the preparation that goes in ahead. And then um, Sarah, Sarah, this is our first year having her here at Fall Bible Getaway, and we just baptized her with fire because she had never even been here. <laughs> we pulled her in and just had her doing everything from emptying trash cans to praying over women and everything in between. And she's just, she's got a call of ministry on her life, and it's been really a joy to have her with us. And Nicole, I don't know if you realize this or not, but this was a dream that Nicole and I, as friends and sisters in Christ, you know, just got birthed. And she has been doing this for seven years. So you think about that. That seven years of being away from her family for a week. So that's seven weeks away from her family. And that's with little children and homeschooling. And I can't even begin to tell you the countless hours ahead and after. We plan Fall Bible Getaway all year long. And there's no way that I could ever honor her enough to be able to say thank you. But the beautiful thing is, it is a gift from her heart. And she has served and just loved on 
all of the Poe Bob Good Away ladies over the years for so long. And so we're just so, so grateful for her. And I just really want to <laughs> special memories and I'm just so so thankful so I also want to thank you for coming because I know it's a lot to get here and some of you when you signed up you didn't even realize we're gonna send you lots of emails and we're gonna make you do this and this and this but I hope that it has been a benefit to you that you have uh, felt blessed by being in the house of the Lord this weekend and spurred on in your relationship to the Lord and I want to encourage you to continue to stay connected with us as a ministry. Kim, we're so grateful she shared last night about some of the things with EF, and she's been a partner for um, a long time, and everybody on our staff is a partner of EF, and we're just grateful um, for that. But there's some different things, and I just want to um, let you know that some things that you could join in are some things that are coming, all right? So the online study that we're doing this year, it's called Me and My Bible. And um, the neat thing about this study is that you can join in really at any time. We um, re-start um, re, uh, each month with a new passage, and I think somebody said last night, we're in Matthew 7, but it's only the first week of October, so you can jump right in. We give you resources and tools to get you in your Bible, and we cheer you on along the way. There's also a Facebook group with that, so we'd love to have you be a part of that. We've also got a new... Hmm? What? My does it. Yeah, he does, and my husband does too. We do have some men in the group, so. But we've had about 600 people all over the place, really, um, doing that study online this year, um, various times. So it's been really great to see that. We're excited though because a few weeks ago, God was so so clear. You know, it's one of those moments I won't ever forget because we were going, okay, are we going to do another online study next year? And he was so clear. And we're going to be doing a study called Meditate, and we're putting the details together for that. So if you're on our mailing list, I encourage you, if you're not, to get on our mailing list, look for information about that. It's going to involve some scripture copying. So you guys got to um, help us get started on that for um, the coming year. You can also, like I mentioned, find us on YouTube, and we're continually adding new content to that channel. And uh, a lot of the teachings, there's a ton of teaching on YouTube. It's just Established Footsteps Ministry. We'd love for you to subscribe to us there. We're also on iTunes and SoundCloud. A lot of messages before we started doing a lot of video. We have a ton of those on there. All of our, most of our, I think, Fall Bible Getaway years are on our iCloud, um, I always want to say iCloud, iTunes and SoundCloud um, channels. And hopefully, if all has gone well, I will be adding these messages in the next few weeks to to that channel as well. And I just want to share this with you too. You know, connect on our website. One of the links we'll be adding to our website and we're launching this week is a blog that I've been working on for a while called Steps with Sharon. It's at stepswithsharon.com. It's actually already live if you want to visit it, but it's really just a way for me to share personal stories of how I am just learning how to establish my own life steps in the Word of God. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to me to see what God has me to share, but there's already several blog posts up there, but We'll be sharing that with our EF family um, this week and, and sharing that. So I'd love for you to join in. But there's lots of things going on in EF. That's, that's the, you know, the Bible ministry part. We've also got like what Kim shared with you last night um, about with Living Light and the things that happened there. In fact, Friday night while we were here, our cherished team was out in strip clubs. So lots of things going on and we're just grateful. We're grateful and we're grateful that you've chosen to be here. Um, and we have every intention of next year hosting another Fall Bible Getaway. We'd love to see all of you here again uh, for 2021 and really just hope you'll choose to be a part of that. And I do wanna let you in on a, on a dream that God has planted in our hearts this year 
And it's a big one. It's a big one. But we're dreaming with God. And we are believing him that one day he is going to give us a retreat house at the beach where we can host retreats a lot. And that that will become a huge part, really the focus of how we do ministry and all year long. Because we have seen probably more than any um, thing that we do, we've seen miracles take place in this kind of setting. Where women and, and, and we have vision for lots of different kinds of retreats, not just, you know, fall Bible getaway retreats, but marriage retreats and all different kinds of things. I've got a list of about 30 different kinds of retreats that would happen in that space. And having done this now for seven years, we, we know what a house needs and what it doesn't and the things that we really could utilize. And we're just so, so excited about that. But that is so, so, so beyond anything that we could ever do on our own. Let me tell you. And so, but you know, that's the kind of things that happen in the Father's house. He blows our minds. And I have literally, over the last 14 years, watched him blow my mind with the things that he has allowed us to do. Now, all that saying, too, it's been a ton of hard work, you know? And it's been a lot of questions, and there's a ton of mystery. And I, there's many days that I'm like, God, what? I, I don't even know. What's next? I don't, I don't even know how we're going to even do what we're supposed to do now, much less the things that you put in our hearts. And of course, I long to see more fruit and all that, just like all of us do for the dreams that God has put in our hearts. But pray with us about that and watch and see, because I believe that God is a faithful God and he has blown my mind over the years and I'm watching and waiting for him to do that again. And it's so, so amazing to just get to be a part of that and then to just get to praise him for that, right? And that's why we always wanna hold on to that key, right? To our Father's house because that's where miracles take place. We can't live this life without miracle. It's a miracle to breathe, right? It's a miracle that we wake up in the morning, that the sun comes up. We can't live without the miracles of God, and we need to have access to his presence all the time. All weekend, we've been asking you to hold on to that little key, right? And a lot of us have lost it or misplaced it or we're not sure where it's at. It's hard to hold on to something little and just kind of precious and just keep it with you and be aware of it. But the main reason we played that game is because we wanted to build in all of us a mindset that we need to hold on fast. Hold fast. The Bible uses that phrase a lot. Hold fast to the truth that God has given us to be in Christ, right? To be in his house. That access that we get by grace, through faith, not of ourselves, it's the gift of God. We gotta hold on to that. We can't ever, ever misplace that. Let me ask you this. Have you ever lost your keys? <laughs> Have you ever misplaced your keys? Maybe to your car, your house, your office. The day before I got married, and you know how usually that is a crazy, crazy day, and it was for me as well. I was running around all over the place. I'm getting gas, and I locked my keys in my car. It was so frustrating because I could see them right there. And I did not have time for that, right? And yet I had to get somebody to come and to, you know, unlock the car and, you know, all of that and pay the money. And I was broke. I was paying for a wedding, all of that stuff. And it was just so, so frustrating. You know, I'm sure we all can think about times that we've lost our key. But way more damaging would be to lose your key to the Father's house. Now, for the record... I don't believe you can lose your key, never to find it again, right? When we're saved in Jesus, our justification, just like we talked about last night, that rebirth of our spirit is a done 
deal. Jesus has conquered death, so there's not going to be a death of our spirit again. That means we're going to live forever with Christ. It's a done deal. You're not going to lose your keys in that way. But I do believe that while we're in this life, while we're on the earth, we can misplace our key. We can mishandle our key. We can leave our key off to the side while we go do our other things and not have it with us. And then we actually miss out so much on the benefits that we've been talking about this weekend. And guess what, ladies? And I know you know this, but let's all remind each other, that's just this much of the benefits of being in the Father's house. There's so, so many more. And because there is so much goodness in the Father's house, the last part of our focus passage, David declares something that he's going to do in the Father's house. And I want to say that last line out loud together from your cards. What does David say? He says, I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Let's say that again. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. See, David has made a decision ahead of time. So important to do that. To make a decision ahead of time. What his response is going to be to the benefits of God. To the life that God has called him to live and invited him to live. He's declared, I am going to sing praises to the Lord. Because I believe he knows the only appropriate response is praise. The only appropriate response to what he sees in the Father's house, to what he beholds of his glory, to God hiding him, to God lifting him up on a rock, to God providing a full and perfect you know, fix for everything broken in his life, the only appropriate response is praise and thankfulness before his Father. And ladies, I would really just describe that dynamic as another benefit. That's not a job for us to do. That is a benefit. When I walked up here, the very first things I said were about, isn't it just such a blessing to be able to praise the Lord? It is a blessing to be in an atmosphere of praise where the celebration of God's goodness is all around us. It does something in our hearts, right? I mean, how many of us during this COVID season have missed being in the sanctuary with God's people where praise and worship is flowing? It's because it does something on the inside of us. Remember, we talked about that on the first night, too, when my husband said that, when I saw that um, thing in this, that beautiful sky, and he said, that just does something on the inside. It does something on the inside of us when we're in an atmosphere of praise. It is a benefit and a blessing to us to get to praise the Lord. Isn't that crazy? But it is. It's something that we do, but the way that God created us, it's right for us. It's good for us to do that. You know... I believe the first word in the last line of our focus passage is key to grasping the heart of what David writes here. And the pun was very intended, okay? Praise, worship, thankfulness to the Lord is key to manifesting the presence of his key within you. Let me say that again, all right? Praise, worship, thankfulness to the Lord is key to manifesting the presence of of the key within you. Let's talk about that for a minute. Each of us has to decide if praise and worship is going to be manifested on the inside of us. It is a decision. That's why sometimes it's called a sacrifice of praise, right? But we do that again, just like we talked about last night, in the spirit of knowing that that's a good thing. So David says his answer, his decision is yes. Yes, I will sing praises to 
the Lord. So what about each one of us? We're going to talk just for a short moment this morning. The other day, the Lord got my attention as I approached my car, and I heard the click of my car door unlocking. I didn't do anything for that to happen. I just approached, and it does that. Now, the reason it does that is because I have a feature on my car that doesn't require me to put the key in and turn it or even press a button of a key fob. And I just have to have that key on me in my purse or in my pocket, you know, or even if we walk up and my husband has the key, if we're both standing there, the, the door will open. I don't know, probably many of your cars do the same thing. Now, at first, when we bought the car, we were like, this is cool. Like, I love this. Like, this feels powerful. You walk up and the door, you know, unlocks and the windows start opening, you know, and we didn't even do anything. It just knows that we're there. Well, the Lord got my attention the other day because over the last, what, year and a half, almost two years that we've had this car, at first, like I said, it was super cool, but I just expect it now. Like, I didn't even think about it now, but for whatever reason, and I know the reason was the Lord wanted to show me something, when I walked out the other day, it got my attention, and the Lord was like, Sharon, you should be really thankful for this. This is really a cool thing. Now, I knew he was talking about physically, yeah. I mean, this is a real blessing. I mean, many people have to walk where they go. Not only do I have a car, not only does that car have heated seats and air condition and a sunroof, but it also just opens. I mean, you know, sometimes we just got to nurture that spirit of thankfulness on the inside of us because travel around the world and we are incredibly blessed, even in our struggles. We are incredibly blessed. But I knew that he was speaking more than just in the physical. I knew he was speaking to me and saying, Sharon, it is so cool that by grace, through faith, not by your works, but by my gift, I have given you access to my house and to all the benefits within you, or all the benefits within it. And that privilege is on the inside of you. You carry that key with you wherever you go. How cool is that? That's what he was speaking to me. That when you approach my house, you can know the door will always open for you. It's way cool. And I encourage you not to lose your gratitude for that. Or even ever let the experience of being able to do that become commonplace. Your countenance as you enter my house should always be one of gratefulness and praise. See, the key, yes, we've been using these little keys all weekend, right? But the key is actually something on the inside of you. It's a gratefulness and praise that opens the door. A gratefulness that by grace, through faith, not of me, but of his gift, I get to come in here. And so it just should be flowing out of me. And when I approach the Father's house, because I carry that spirit of, of praise and worship and gratefulness, the doors just always open. Does that make sense? That was mind-blowing to me. That is on the inside of me. It's not just when I sit during worship gatherings and the song starts and I'm like, oh, I like that one. I'll sing loud, right? It's not that. It's that this sense of always, anytime, whatever is going on, I have a sense of praise and worship in my heart because I dwell. I live in the presence of the Lord. So I'm always aware of his blessings around me. How could I not, right, have that key on the inside of me? But I want to tell you about this too, because there's something else that happens with my car. See, we park my car in the garage, 
and then the door closes to the garage. And so when I get out of my car, I don't lock my car. I go in my house, and then when it's time for me to go somewhere, I come back out. I have a cushy life. I know that I do. It's very nice. And so I come back out, I get in my car. But there are times that when I get in my car, I forgot to grab the key and have it with me on the inside of the car. And here's what happens. When I'm already in the car, if I don't have the key and I go to start the car, the car won't start. Because I don't have to put the key in the ignition. I just have to press a button. Again, it just needs to know that the key is there. And what happens when I don't have the key? An alarm starts going off. Like, you don't have a key. Key's not here. What's wrong? We're not going anywhere. We're going to just stay here in the garage until you get the key, is what it's telling me. And ladies, that is also so, so telling. When we are in the presence of the Lord, if there is not, and we should be all times, because that's where we dwell, that's our house, right? If there is not a sense of praise and worship and gratefulness within us, an alarm should be going off because something is wrong. We're going to be stuck. We're not going to be able to experience the benefits. We're not going to be able to move into the things that he would have for us because the key is not present. The point is this, as women who dwell in Christ, praise and thankfulness should always be flowing out of our lips. Not just be on the inside, but flowing out of us. Spoken, expressed. The world needs to hear that. We need to hear that. The Father deserves that always. I was thinking just this week about all the stories I have of God's goodness in my life. So, so many stories. And then I thought, there are millions and millions of people all over the world, spanning over centuries of time, who have also tons of stories of his goodness. I know that you all have tons of stories. We've been hearing those stories. They've been flowing on the deck and on the beach and in the rooms and in the tables all weekend long. So you can imagine in the Father's house that is massive with all the rooms, right? And people are just telling stories of the Father's goodness, moving us forward greater and greater into the glories of God. What it's like in the Father's house. And I want my mouth to join in. I want to feel at home in his presence, right? In his presence because my mouth is joining in on that. I don't want an alarm to be sounding. The reality is that alarm does sound sometimes. When I don't have praise flowing out of my mouth, when complaining is coming out of me, when I'm not speaking out in a spirit of faith. And I don't want to just do that in Christian like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. This is the right answer I'm supposed to say. Yeah, but everything's great in Jesus. I want that to come from it here. It's got to be on the inside of me. A scripture in Psalms, I think I mentioned it the other night, even the Lord, the last couple of years, he has been digging deep in me. And it's a scripture and it says, I desire truth in my inmost being. Not just on the surface level, but in the innermost, deepest nooks and crannies where nobody else gets to look. That's where that key should be hidden away and tucked in tight so that you don't misplace it. So it's always there and it wells up within us in a heart of praise. If ever not, an alarm should be going off in our heads. And usually it is, right? Usually the Holy Spirit's like, what? <laughs> Hello? Uh, uh, this doesn't fit here in this house. Just like if one of your kids in the house, or maybe if you don't have children, think about in your house when something started coming out of your mouth, uh, your mom, nope, <laughs> right? We're going to wash that mouth out with soap. We're going to get that cleaned up. That doesn't belong in the house. An alarm 
should be going off in us. And many times it is. What are we going to do with that alarm? When I'm in my car and I don't have the key, I go, oh. I get out of my car. I go get it right away because I know I am not going anywhere unless I get that key. That car is not moving. And you know what? We are not going to move on forward into all the benefits and the glories that God has for us if we don't have the key. And the key is on the inside of us. I want to tell you about a moment when an alarm went off for me several years ago. And um, I was in a really hard season in my life. And I love Thanksgiving. It has a lot of um, just, you know, memory for me of the goodness of God. But that year as we approached Thanksgiving and I thought about what we tend to do, you know, um, you know, sometimes in the car when we're driving, you know, go see family or sometimes around the table, you know, we do the, okay, let's go around and see, you know, what we're thankful for. And a lot of times when we do it in the car, it was like, we got to keep it going until we get to where we're going, you know? So you're like thinking of everything, but it's good. That's really good to nurture thankfulness in us. But as Thanksgiving approached, I remembered thinking, I don't even have one thing to say this year. And I kind of just made that decision in my heart. I, I, don't, I don't have anything, you know, how you can get in that place. And anyway, the next couple, couple days later, I was uh, driving down the road and just mindlessly singing along to Christian radio. And this song came on, and you know it. Um, but there's a, a line in it that says, 10,000 reasons for my heart to sing. And I just belted it out, you know? And the Holy Spirit sounded an alarm. And he said, I thought you said you didn't even have one. And like, and I was like, you're right. I don't even know if I do. I was singing all the Christian stuff. It was on the surface, you know? And I would have sung that song in church. And I would have been like, oh, yeah, God's so good. But on the inside of me, I was like, I didn't even have one thing. And the Lord put something on my heart. So we got to fix this. This has got to change. This does not fit in who you are and who you dwell. And Amy mentioned it even last night. And so it was interesting to me that you did that. But I just, the Lord called me to get a notebook. He'll do that at times. Right now he has me in a notebook praying prayers for our country every day. But this notebook was about praise. And he was like, I want you to find 10,000 things to be thankful for. I was like, are you kidding me? But it was an obedience. I could have ignored it, and there are times that I have when the Lord asked me to do so. Don't, don't think I'm super Christian, all right? There are a lot of times that I've resisted and ignored. But this time, I got the notebook, and I started my little list. And it was sometimes just like, I'm thankful I have a fork to eat with, you know? I'm thankful that I can flush the toilet in this house. I mean, I was looking for everything because what I figured out was, okay, how many things do I have to write a day? Because the goal was to be able to do it in a year. How many things do I have to write in one day to be able to get to 10,000 by next Thanksgiving? Because I wanted to have something to say, not just that day at the table, but every day at the table. And not just at the table, but every minute and every moment. I knew what the Lord was saying. That my thankfulness had really taken a dive and I needed to, do, I needed to swing it back way. See, what happens is a lot of times we swing so far over here, the Lord has to do something extreme to swing us over here so we can kind of end up just in a good place, right? A place of balance. Right? So we gotta, we got to step into the extreme sometimes. Get up into those high places. So anyway, I figured it out. Well, you know, like anything, I didn't do it perfectly all the time. But I was looking for anything and everything. And yeah, there were days that it was repetitive thankfulness. Like, I was thankful again that I had underwear to put on. I was thankful. I mean, I was looking for everything. But you know what? It took me uh, about um, almost two years, actually. But I finished it. And I wrote that 10,000 thing. But the, the, it wasn't even about the notebook. 
It was about what happened in me. God changed me when I started just looking at the little things. Like Amy was talking about last night. I'm thankful I have snacks to give to my kids. I'm thankful my kids know how to talk, that they can ask me. for. There's kids that can't speak, right? Just looking at things and seeing the miracles of God all around us. We have to nurture that spirit of thankfulness and praise within us. Down here, we're always going to be aware. Right? And we're so quick to just go, yeah, this life is hard. And just, this is my story. And, and I'm not saying don't share the struggles and the pains. But what about the things that God has done? And in his house, when we're looking from this elevated place, we can sing out his praise and share those things. And when that is not happening, the Holy Spirit is so good to just sound that alarm. And he's so good that usually it's just a small little alarm. Right? It, it doesn't even have to be a big one if we're sensitive and listening to who he I want to make sure that I always have my key with me, that it's on the inside, that I never misplace it, never mishandle it. I will, but we have the Holy Spirit to sound that alarm and to correct our thinking and to give us that elevated perspective to see all that we have to be thankful for, to fill the house of the Lord with praise. I don't know if you have your journal with you or not, but if you do, we're just going to copy one scripture, and it's very short. It's very short. It's the last line of Psalm 27, 6, where David declares, Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. You can probably just write it out from memory. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. So you write that down. I just want to remind you that praise and worship to the Lord... It is an indication that you have your key. It is an indication that you live in the knowledge of that by grace, through faith, not of yourselves, the gift of God, you have been given access to dwelling in the person of Jesus Christ. And when praise and worship and gratefulness is flowing out of your lips, flowing in your countenance, in your expression, in the way you live, you're going to feel at home in the Father's house. This morning, we want to give you a reminder of that. Your small group leaders are going to hand you a bookmark that looks like this, and you will see that picture of yourself that you sent to us, all right? And it says, here's mine, and it says, uh, and we all love, we're all grateful that we have cameras that we can take full-length pictures of ourselves, right, ladies? All right, it says, I'm always at home in my father's house. But here's what we want you to do. We're going to give you a ribbon. I lost my ribbon. I didn't lose my key, but I lost my ribbon. All right, but we're going to give you a black ribbon, and you're going to tie that key, you can take it off of this little tag, and you can tie it to this bookmark. And then that's something you can have to always remind you about feeling at home in the Father's house. To have that sense of praise and worship. That's what's going to make you feel at home there. Because that's the atmosphere of the home. He loves us so much, and so there's praise and worship. Just praising Him for all the benefits that we have there, the place where miracles take place. Amber's going to come and just start us into the next song as we put these bookmarks together, and we'll just join in and praise from there. All right? So your small group leaders will hand you those. If you need a key, I do have extra. 
The grace of God, right? The grace of God. The grace of God. I need a ribbon. I must have dropped the ribbon. 